Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Board YouTube channel, the Hammers NBA content division for Pick and Roll, the live stream that we, that we run every weekday morning right around 9.45 a.m. Eastern time with myself, Jacob, my co-host over here, Pips, to hear his free picks for the NBA slate. And today we have a free pick on the way for you guys. So make sure you do hit the like button if you want to support the show and if you're tailing the bet and subscribe to up to date with all our content and hit the notification bell so you know exactly when we're going live because we do this show every weekday morning, but we also have the Thursday afternoon show, which will be going live later today with myself and Kirk Evans. What's going on, everybody in the chat? We have a lot of uh, the similar names I usually see here. Uh, Matt Boisseau is here. Jerry, we the best. Badger boy, Alan Churn. And uh, Sam C back in the chat. Nice to see you guys back for this one. Let's get into the pick here. So we've had some issues with fluctuation on the line here, but we have a play still available at ESPN bet here in the Wizards and Lakers game. We're going to be going to Kyle Kuzma over 21 and a half points, which is minus 125 at ESPN. This is the price that was originally selected. It's moved in other places, uh, but only right now available at ESPN bet. It is available at bet365 at minus 140. That is the max that Pips would go on this play here. So in the range of minus 125 to minus 140. If you are in Ontario, like myself, which maybe a few of you may be, Bet99 has the same price. Bet Safe is very similar as is Botano. Uh, otherwise, elsewhere in the world, see what's available in your region. A tool like the BetStamp app, as we always say, is very helpful in these sort of endeavors to see very quickly where the best price is available to you. But many people have access to ESPN. We try not to use ESPN because it's not the widely available option, but today, uh, We'll, we'll have to maybe cheat a little bit, but let's go to you, Pips. It is available here. Uh, why are you feeling the Kyle Kuzma over against his former team, the Lakers, today? First of all, I'll say, like, it's tough when you have, like, one bed ready for the show and you need moves heavily, like, three minutes before the show. It's, like, like 9.40, it was available. 9.42, it wasn't available. So... Yeah, it's, it was difficult, so we can do, can't do much. I can't just find a new bet in, like, two minutes. So, yeah, we, we are going with ESPN. That's not something that will be happening a lot during the season, but in the rare cases like this, we just need to do it or, or we wouldn't have any bets for today. So, yeah, I like Kuzma because he is going against the Lakers. His Lakers team, he was drafting uh, last season. Even with Porzingis there, Bill there. They played in both games against the Lakers. Kuzma scored 26 and 22. He was very aggressive, had one of the highest usage games of the season. This season, he is. this line should be easy for him. And this, uh, why is that? That's especially because since the All-Star break, he uh, we have Poole moving to the bench and uh, Kuzma usage increased. If you take a look at the graphics, Kuzma against teams uh, ranked above average in pace, and when he takes 16 or more field goal attempts, over in 71% of the games, average 25.6. Why 16 plus uh, field goal attempts? Uh, why using it? Why even using that uh, metric filter? Because first game with pull of the bench, he shot 25 field goal attempts against the Denver Nuggets one of the best defenses in a blowout and scored 31 points in a blowout against Denver Nuggets. That's insane. Then he does a blowout loss against the Thunder by 40. Still ended up shooting 14 field goal attempts in 26 minutes. 
last two games he played 39 in 38 minutes like huge minutes and shot 24 and 21 uh, times against the Cleveland and Golden State Warriors so after the break he played top 10 defensive teams all top 10 defensive teams and he was just shooting a lot and covering a lot 31 um, against Denver uh, 27 against Cavs 27 against Golden State Warriors and Golden State Warriors after the the Draymond return is top five defense in the league. So he was crushing it in way more difficult matchups than the one today. And one today is honestly easy matchup for him. Lakers allow the most threes in the league. They play at top five pace. LeBron should be out, so there should be a less chance for a blowout. This is just a very great spot for Kyle Kuzma, especially with him always being so much more aggressive against the Lakers. And if we take a look, transition defense by Lakers, Four defense, spot up defense, four defense, pick and roll both handler defense, even with uh, full of the bench, he'll even increase pick and roll both handler stuff. We do look at the, the shot map by the Lakers, they are below uh, below average almost in every position, every spot. Yeah, they, they, that's a prime time spot for, for Kyle Kuzma tonight. Uh, interesting development price wise here DraftKings alternate lines. Uh, if you go check there, according to Adam in chat, here is minus one thirty, which is which is still good to take. As we mentioned, you could play this up to minus one forty. Um, this one definitely is. Uh, it's going to be difficult to find it at this price a little bit later on in the day, as lines were already moving as we got towards the show. Again, um, apologies, we don't we won't usually have plays like this before today. Uh, there wasn't really many other options, but minus one thirty available at DraftKings, minus one twenty five when we gave it out at ESPN. Minus 143.65, the highest that we would recommend for this play. Uh, oh, wait. With that, let's move to the recap of yesterday's plays. And unfortunately, the seven straight days of profitable shows comes to an end here at the hand of a Zion Williamson hook. We got uh, some... Well, it moved a lot during the day. It got up to 25 and a half. And as some Pelicans players got themselves back into availability, uh, we still had solid price overall in the bet, but it ends up losing. We have first losing day for the first uh, for the first losing day since February 12th. Zion gets 23 points. We needed 24 or more. He goes two of five from the line. Uh, I think he had 23 with six and a half minutes left. I think that's what you said to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very unlucky here and very, very, very unlucky on the season. Uh, hooks on the show are five and 13. So that's when an assist line is, and a rebound line is at least nine and a half and a point line is at least 10 and a half where we count these five and 13. The show is up nearly five units on the season. If these hooks are even 500, so nine and nine on hooks this season, the show is up. 13 units rather than five units, uh, at least 13 units. So uh, the luck on the show really has not been there, yet still powering through with a winning record. Uh, anyways, Pips, uh, this play here, um, yeah, what, how did Zion struggle to get that, that last point that we needed for the bet? I mean, 6.30, he, got, he made a three, which is kind of insane, but he took two three-pointers. First one also was very close to going in, and second one was like easy smash. I think he could even be uh, like 30 plus percent shooter from the three if he was shooting more, but won't do much for him. He was struggling with uh, physicality inside. I, I think when I watched the entire game, I would say like 
they didn't call like at least like five fouls for, for him to get like 10 more free throws. And it's not even, I think I don't think it's much questionable. He was getting pounded on the drives. But yeah, he, he missed a lot of bunnies. He was nine from 18 on layups. And, and considering that he made a couple of dunks, that means like he shot below like 50% on laps in this game. So when you have Zion with 20 field goal attempts and five free throws, you expect him to to cover it, especially against the defense of uh, Indiana Pacers. I didn't like how they used him, and I didn't like he was benched for like with five minutes left. He was benched for like two minutes. It doesn't make any sense because Pelicans were down like uh, 20 entire game. They came back to the six with five minutes left, and Brown pulls him out for two minutes. He comes back. It's like on a blowout game, and he played two more minutes and gets again pulled out. Missed a layup. Missed a layup to cover with two and a half minutes left. Yeah, just and he started the game. I think like. Four, three, three straight misses, uh, free throws, and made two. So, yeah, so many times this yeah. season. But yeah, uh, it, it, it's, I it's think the bet was great. It wins way more often than not. So, uh, hopefully, yeah, it, it, it's real. Um, at least Sam C says, "Can't wait to go on an eight zero run for positive hook plays. Get this back to fifty percent." You know, last year actually we started similar to this, and then had big swing in positive variance on hooks as, as we got closer to the end of the season, not suggesting that will be the case this year. Uh, that's just as likely as even further in the opposite direction. But as I said, uh, like, like the juice you lose on these hook losses as well, like the show is up at least 14 yeah. units, if at least 13, definitely probably up 14 units. If we're 500 on hooks as it is uh, up five units in the season again, very, very unlucky there. Uh, some conversations going to chat about getting limited at certain sports books. Uh, one piece of advice I'll give out to the viewers here regarding that before we go into a discussion piece. So for the show, oftentimes these lines move quickly. So if you we, if a play is given out, you quickly go to that sports book and fire away on that wager. I would recommend, uh, and I put in the chat here, get spend some time on the sports book beforehand on the show. Maybe play around, look at different lines there. And then when the play is given out, you can go to that bet and play it. Just because sportsbooks will monitor your time on the app and whatnot, so if you go to the, if you go to the app and immediately go to the game and immediately play the bet, pick off maybe it's a stale line or one of the bets here that maybe moves throughout the day, you're more lucky to get profiled rather than if you spend some time in the sportsbook and it's as if you're finding that bet organically. That would probably give you a better chance to to keep uh, off of the profiling. No guarantees for sure, but. That's something that you can use strategy-wise to try and mitigate the risk of, uh, of getting limited uh, for anybody out there watching. Uh, all right, let's go to a discussion piece here. Me and Pierce were talking about this earlier on today. Decided to bring it up on the show as well. Uh, NBA University on Twitter. Great account to follow at NBA underscore university. Released data regarding highest pull-up three-point percentages since the start of 2024. And there are some, there are some very interesting numbers here. So for the... People listening audio form, Mike Conley is top of the list uh, with 48.2% on 56 pull-up three-point attempts since the start of 2024. That's number one. SGA is number two. Colin Sexton, number three. Out at the bottom, last place uh, among qualifying players 
43rd position is DeJounte Murray at 22.6% on 54 attempts. That isn't that surprising. What's the most surprising thing about this statistic, with these statistics? Victor Wembanyama is number four on the list. He is shooting 45.6% on 57 pull-up threes since the start of 2024. That is absolutely absurd. He has more blocks than any other team in the NBA since the return of the All-Star break. More blocks than any team on his own. (laughs) And he's shooting the three ball like this on pull-up Jays. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, well, Pips, let, let's start with uh, let, let's start with Dejounte Murray. We had some choice words for him uh, either yesterday or two days ago. Um, does it does it feel this bad while you're watching the Hawks and Dejounte Murray as he's playing? Yeah, it is like not maybe this bad. This is like fourth stage probably just yeah. But he started the season insanely hot, so this is just going back to the mean. Uh, yeah, he's, the shots he makes are the one created by Trey Young, and that's spot-up shots. That's the one he makes. Pull-up shooting is not his forte. So, yeah. <laughs> this is like just showing how terrible of a <laughs> shooter he is and that doesn't yeah. work. Uh, if you take a look at the entire list, I would say pretty much interesting like everyone probably thinks like McCollum, Kyrie, D'Lo, Jamal Murray should be there for sure but it's like guys like Sexton like he, he's playing unbelievable this season so he's seeing him up there which is kind of very interesting. Ben Benyama like he shot so much better from pull-up threes than spot-up threes that just doesn't make any sense but maybe it does because of his four but he will improve on, on the spot-up trees. I think they are the easier shot than pull-up trees. So he's seeing him being so great at pull-up trees. There, are, there is a video a couple of games ago when he was like just isolation between the legs, step back three, not even looking, it goes in. Like that was just insane. Yeah, like, when he looked, when he, when he hit it and and didn't even watch it go in. That are you talking about that one? Yeah, yeah, that's what, uh, yeah. The, league is, uh, the league is the league is cooked. Man, uh, the league is cooked because not only are like do they have Wemby, they're gonna have a top five pick probably this year as well from their own pick, uh, which could turn into a better one, of course. And they will likely have a top ten pick from the Raptors in the seven to ten range. It's top six protected, but they're gonna likely have two top ten picks this season to add on to what Victor Wembanyama already brings. It is, uh, yeah, it's scary. It's scary hours. I, they actually, I don't know if they have many more picks. And maybe they have more. But anyways, uh, yeah, having this guy to <laughs> to build around is is quite something. He is arguably, not arguably, he's one of the best defenders in the NBA already, arguably at the top with some other guys um, in terms of his rim protection. Uh, I, I'm sure perimeter play will only stand to improve. And also with... The shooting like this, the offense that he brings, yeah, this is this is absolutely crazy as well. Um, Alan think, mentioned think, chat. It, uh, sorry, go ahead, and I'll get to this. It's interesting that uh, I think he is like second or third for defensive player of the year on the on the bookies. I think you can. Gobert is the humongous favorite, but I, I yeah, think he is near the top. That's that's no brainer. Like Wolves are the by 
far the best defense in the league. But I don't think switching go, go I mean, I, I love Rudy Gobert, no matter what everyone said, like he's insane on defense. But switching up Gobert and Ben Benyam, I don't think uh, Wolves will be worse, at least not by a huge margin. So yeah, it makes sense. He's playing at the worst team in the league. So yeah, imagine imagine the worst without Wembenyama. It will be like one of the worst teams ever. Yeah, uh, no data. Yeah, uh, Alan mentions. I was saying uh, SGA very high in this list. Second, forty-seven point eight shooting on pull-up threes on sixty-nine attempts as well. Uh, Mentioning that his three-point overall isn't great. His threes are great, actually, this season. SGA is shooting 39% overall on threes this season on 3.4 attempts. So he, he's, he's definitely been been shooting the ball well and uh, is absolutely making a, a really compelling MVP case. I think the MVP discussion will come down to positioning in the West, and I think that will be the excuse for people to try and vote one way or the other on these two. But SGA is definitely in the mix, despite Jokic being uh, the favorite right now. Um, I also found interesting D'Angelo Russell top 10 on this list. Um, I mean, yeah, but he is a pull-up shooter. Like, just recently got insanely hot. Like, yeah. He's a pull-up shooter. Like, but the other guys, like Miles Bridges, I think it's Miles Bridges, like at eight. I'm not yeah. looking at it now, but that's insane. Like, never. Like, that, that, this was like, Running, running dunk guy for most of his career. Now he's like seventh spot for pull up threes, which is insane. Yeah, uh, you're right. That's that's D'Lo's bread and butter. I, I suppose uh, if he gets hot from there and he's taken 69 uh, since the start of the year, that's impressive. Jamal Murray also 90 pull up attempts from three, 40. percent That's that's also quite good. But yeah, he is insane. Like that's best part of his game. Like he can just pull up. So uh, overall, I, mean, last night, I don't know if it's counted last night, but last night I think he was he was insane. I watched the game. He he completely blown out uh, Kings by by his own. Like he was five from six last night. Like Jamal Murray is when when healthy, not when healthy. we bet him against the Bucks, but when healthy, one of the best pull-up footers in the league. Absolutely. Uh, let's recap the one plate that we have for today's show. Uh, as a reminder, not it's not typical. We'll give an ESPN bet number, but uh, needs must for the show today. We got this minus 125 at ESPN. It was minus 130 on the alternate line at DraftKings, and it was minus 140 at 365. Minus 140, wherever you can get it, is the max that, that Pips would recommend playing this up to, but it is over 21.5 points for Kyle Kuzma in a return to LA to take on the Lakers. Again, over 21.5 points. Minus 125 at ESPN Bet is our official play on the show today. Reminder, I'll be back later today with Kirk Evans for some more NBA betting and discussion. Me and Pips, though, will be back tomorrow to round off the week and start off a brand new month on the show for Pick and Roll. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Drop a like if you enjoyed. Subscribe to the channel for more, and we'll see you again next time. 